Welcome to the Dogwood Podcast, a presentation of Dogwood Church. For more information, visit dogwood.church. We hope you enjoy the message. Good morning to you. How are you? My name is John Warnock. I'm one of the pastors on staff here at Dogwood Church. Uh, Welcome again uh, to the services this morning. We are incredibly glad that you are here. I have a question for you. How many of you have ever planned for any kind of big event? And maybe if you can't think of a big event, how many of you can remember back to your high school or college years and you had to plan for the big term project? Anybody ever had to plan any kind of, any, any kind of anything, right? Okay, most of us have done that. Now, if you wanted that event or that term project to be somewhat successful, here's one thing I know to be true. You spent time preparing for it, right? If you didn't spend time preparing for it, my guess is, is you probably didn't do as well on that project as you thought that you should do, or the event didn't go off like you thought that it should have, right? So uh, a little over 20 years ago, uh, one of the events that I planned for was to ask Lindsay for her hand in marriage. Now, I lived in a, I grew up in a day and time where we didn't have the social media and all of the stuff that was um, pressuring us to do these wild and crazy engagement parties, so thankfully I didn't have to do that, but but I did plan something. And so let me tell you about what, what I did. I planned to get a ring. And I had to work and save up for, for a ring for that. I planned that I wanted to ask her uh, to marry me at our favorite restaurant, which was the 50, 57th Fighter Group um, up in Atlanta. Um, I planned to have that ring put on a bouquet of red roses and that the waiter would bring out that, that bouquet of roses at the end of the meal. And I thought enough to go, you know, that might not be a good idea to give this diamond ring to a waiter that I don't know because I might just see the red roses come out and then there's no diamond ring there, right? So then I talked to my future sister-in-law, Lisa, and said, Lisa, would you come and be the guardian of the ring? And the bouquet, and she, she agreed to do that. And then I thought, wouldn't it be awesome if we were able to, to video this? And this was back before iPhones, and so she had a backpack video camera where I think you had to put in the, like, the VHS tapes inside of it. That was what we used to, to film, and it was terrible quality. But we have it on video. We planned all of those things. And then I was confident enough, some might say arrogant enough, to know that she was going to say yes. So then I planned an event at a restaurant back here in Peachtree City for us to celebrate and eat dessert with friends and families, the fact that she said yes. Right? I wanted that event, I wanted that day, that evening to go nicely. And so I spent time, energy, and effort in preparing for that event. Next Sunday morning, we start something called our Fall Spiritual Growth Campaign where we're going to be uh, asking the question, what on earth am I here for? That's the title of it. That's what we're, the, the question that we're asking. And what we've been doing over these last couple of weeks is doing things to prepare ourselves so that we can get the absolute most out of our fall spiritual growth campaign. Last week, Pastor Keith started us in a little mini-series where he walked us through some choices that we can make. And he helped us to, to see that these, are, that, that these four choices are things that you and I can decide that will shape our lives. And before we get to those choices, let me tell you why he did it. Because our lives don't get a do-over, right? Like, I mean, I love to be able to watch TV now because when something happens and you miss it and you're like, oh man, I can just rewind it and go back and see it, right? Our lives don't have the ability to do that, do they? And I wish they did. There's plenty of times I can look back at my life and go, man, I need, a, I need a mulligan on that one. Don't you? Yeah. 
Yeah, you do. Come on, don't look at me like that. Of course you want a mulligan on some of the things in your life. We don't get one. We don't get do-overs. Once yesterday is gone, it is gone. Keith helped us see four questions, four decisions, really, that you and I can make. Here are the four decisions that we can make that shape our lives. Refuse to be defined by anyone other than God. Don't let other people define who you are. Let God decide who you are. The second choice he talked to us about was to choose short-term pain for long-term glory. In other words, pay the price up front. It's okay. It might might hurt. It might be a little painful for a little while. But long-term, it's going to be worth it to follow Jesus. The third choice he talked about was to choose God's values and not the world's. And then the fourth choice he talked to us about was to live by faith and not by fear. Listen, if you missed that sermon, I want to encourage you to get on our app or go on our website and uh, pull up last Sunday's date and listen to that sermon. It will help you to prepare for what is coming over the next six weeks, just as today is designed to prepare you, to help you get ready to get the most out of this fall spiritual growth campaign. I mean... I know that some of us do prepare in life, and we do ask the question, what do I want to do? And so some of us will even go to college, right? I was talking to a good friend of mine uh, on Friday night. We were having dinner, and we were talking about, uh, Caleb had walked in, and we were talking about what, what do we want to do in life, and how did you go to college? And so it was an interesting conversation. And then my friend, who happens to be a lawyer, said he's got many friends that went to school are in debt, like $200,000 in debt for them to go to school to become lawyers, and they hate their jobs. That is tragic. That is tragic. I don't, and it's not so much that it's tragic because you've gone into debt $200,000. I mean, that, that is tragic. But that's not the biggest part. The biggest part is, is they're spending the majority of their life doing something that they hate. We, listen, we can avoid that. How, and today, is we're going to help you Learn how to avoid that. And then, over these next six weeks, as we're answering the question, what on earth am I here for? We're going to help you to avoid that. So that you can have a life that is full of meaning and a life that brings honor and glory to God. We're going to look at what are we here for and why does that matter and what do we do about it? What if God came to you and said, so if God came to me, all right, check this out. What if God came to me and said, John, I'll give you anything you want. You just name one thing and it's yours. I mean, what if God came to you and said that? I mean, some of you might initially go, I'd love a better car than what I've got, right? And then you'd go, wait a second, no, that's not a, man, I could just save up money and do that. I'm not going to waste the one thing that God's saying, right? I'm not going to waste that. So then you start going, um, I'd like a better job. Or if you're not married, you might say, man, I'd love the perfect spouse. Some of you who are married might be saying, Lord, I'd love the perfect spouse, right? <laughs> I don't know. Some of you might say, you know what, I'd love to be wealthier. I'd love to be famous. But listen, check this out. God actually came to somebody. God actually came to somebody and said, hey, listen, you name it, one thing and it's yours. That somebody was named Solomon. You see, Solomon was the son of King David. David was the son of the Israel, excuse me, the king of the Israelites. Solomon was his son. And God came to Solomon and said, you name one thing and it's yours. And what does Solomon choose? Do you know? Wisdom. 
He said, Lord, I want, I want you to make me wise. God was so impressed. Some say God was so touched that God said, okay, got it. It's yours granted. You're going to be the wisest person. But not only that, I will make you the wealthiest. I will make you the most famous person up till that time. I will make you the most powerful person up to that time in history. Now, I know some of you are sitting there going, yeah, I'd have chose wisdom. You wouldn't have. It's just because you know the story of Solomon. You, like me, would have gone, man, I want something for myself. Right? In obedience to the- Proverbs chapter 11 says this. Excuse me, chapter 8, verse 11 says, Wisdom is better than jewels. Wisdom is better than jewels, and nothing desirable can equal it. Basically, the Lord is telling us in that passage that you and I couldn't want anything more valuable than wisdom. There is nothing else out there really that compares to wisdom. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 7 says, Wisdom is the most important thing that you can do or get, so get it. Get wisdom. So that begs the question, what in the world is wisdom? Here's the answer. I don't think I put this in your notes, so write this one down on the front page of your note sheet. Wisdom is this, seeing things from God's point of view. Seeing everything from God's point of view, whether it's good stuff, bad stuff, problems, obstacles, whatever it is, seeing it from God's point of view. If you can learn to see things from God's point of view as best we possibly can, you're becoming a wise person. You're becoming a wise person. It isn't, as some people think, it isn't just knowledge. How many of you know somebody that is like educated, like just more than anybody else is educated. Like they, you could give them any formula of any equation and they could solve it. Anybody know anybody like that? Yeah, some of you do. But they're dumb as a brick sometimes, right? Yes, we all know people that way. All right? It's not just knowledge. It is about knowing God and seeing life from his perspective. And so today I'm asking that God would help us to understand two things. Why wisdom is important. In other words, why you should want it. This is an easy one. And then the second part is how do we become wise. That's where we're going to spend some time together. Why is wisdom so important? Let's read Proverbs chapter 1, verses 1 through 6. Now these Proverbs here were written by Solomon, who is the wisest person. God asked, or Solomon said, God, give me wisdom. And God answered his prayer. And these are the words that we get to read from Solomon. Chapter 1, verses 1 through 6. The Proverbs of Solomon, son of David, king of Israel, for learning wisdom and discipline, for understanding insightful sayings, for receiving prudent instruction in righteousness, justice, and integrity, for teaching shrewdness to the inexperienced, knowledge and discretion to a young man. Let a wise person listen and increase in learning, and let a discerning person obtain guidance. For understanding a proverb or a parable, the words of the wise and their riddles. That is what wisdom brings. You see, wisdom brings aid in righteousness, in justice, in integrity. It helps us to understand things and to figure out what is going on in life. Proverbs chapter 9 verse 12 says that you will benefit from wisdom, but if you scorn it, you will be the one to suffer. Now, I want you to think for just a moment about the the most recent few things that you've had to suffer in your life. 
My guess is if we got to sit down over a cup of coffee, that a lot of the, the things that you've had to suffer in life are a result of some of your own poor choices. Now, not all of them, right? Sometimes bad stuff just happens. We live in a fallen and broken world. So don't misunderstand me. It's not everything. But a lot of stuff that you and I have to deal with are because we've made bad choices. Because we've not lived with wisdom. Because we've not lived with God's point of view. Let's don't scorn wisdom. The book of Proverbs lists all kinds of reasons and benefits of wisdom. We've listed for them them for you on your note sheet. So if you'll pull out your note sheet, look at the front of that, you'll see there's a number of verses there from the book of Proverbs. These are easy. You can read them and get it and understand it and go, got it. I understand why wisdom is important by reading Proverbs 4.8. Treasure wisdom and it will make you great. Hold on to it and it will bring you honor. All right, I, wanna, I beg you, go home and read these. We're not going to spend any more time on these this morning because they're really, really simple. Read them. All right, you'll get it. This, this is why wisdom is important. Flip over to the back side, and then we're going to answer the second question. How in the world do you and I become wise? But here's what I want you to know before we answer that. How do we become wise? Over the next six weeks, we as a church family, during this fall spiritual growth campaign, we are going to be learning to live wisely by asking and answering the question, what in the world am I here for? We're going to see from God's point of view, we're going to see how our lives can fulfill God's purpose here on earth and understand God's calling for our lives, God's vocation for your life. And I hope and beg that you will join us on the journey. At the end of the message, I'm going to walk through options for you to get plugged into this campaign if you're not yet. But let's ask the question, how do we become wise? You know, it can be hard to learn wisdom, honestly. It's much easier to live foolishly. But because of our sin nature, we do dumb stuff, and it's just easier to kind of go along with the flow and do those dumb things. We need God's help. But Proverbs chapter 4, verse 5 says that we can learn to be wise and develop good judgment. The hope is there is that you get to choose. You get to choose whether or not you want to become wise or not. It says that you can learn to be wise, meaning that you have an active role to play in this. You don't have to remain unwise. So how do we do this? The first step is this. Listen to God's word every day. Listen to God's word every day. Proverbs chapter 1 verse 7 says, Start with God. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. And then Proverbs chapter 2 says that wisdom comes from God. So if we listen to God's word, you and I can become wise. Now, how many of you believe everything that you read in the newspaper or online? My guess is not many of us. Let's check this out on the screen. Where'd you hear that? The internet. And you believed it? Yeah. They can't put anything on the internet that isn't true. Where'd you hear that? The, the internet. internet. Oh, look. Here comes my date. I met him on the internet. He's a French model. Uh, bonjour. He's the French model, right? Bonjour. No, of course. We look at that and we laugh and we go, of course we don't believe everything we read online or in the newspapers. Right? Of course we don't believe all of that. But let me ask you another question. How many of you believe that, that Scripture is true and can be trusted? Most of us in this room probably will say, yes, we believe that. Then I have a question to ask of you and of me. And I say it with a lot of respect and I'm not trying to play dirty here. Why do we spend more time on all the junk that's out there instead of spending time in God's Word learning to love 
God and understand who he is. Listen, our lives will not be better because you know what's going on in the Kardashian family. Is it? I really don't think that your life is going to be better knowing what your best friend from college had for breakfast that morning. They're just not. Your life's not going to be better because of that. Your life isn't even going to be better because you know all of the stats from all of the football games yesterday. And I know I just stepped on some of your toes. I get it. I understand that. Yesterday was a good day in football for a North Carolina State fan. They beat Florida State. It happened. It was good. Go pack, right? But my life isn't better because of that. It's not better because I sat and watched some of that game. What makes my life better? Listening to God's word on a daily basis. Studying God's word on a daily basis. Listen, you can choose what you put in your mind, right? You get, you get to choose what goes in there. You can choose to fill your mind with poison. That's the bad stuff, right? Poison is it's, it's pornography. It's 50 shades of any color, anything like that. Don't fill your mind with that kind of junk. Don't. Then, there's, then there is junk food, like mental junk food. That's, that's just the entertainment. It's neither good or bad. It's okay to, to, to watch a football game. That's not terrible. But if your life is consumed with that, maybe you need to take a break. I mean, true confession, seriously. Years and years and years and years ago, some friends and I, we started playing fantasy football before fantasy football was cool, right? We had, there was no internet stuff that, that helps us do that. We, um, we had to get our stats from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution on like Monday morning, I mean, back in high school. We, we were doing that stuff. After years of playing it, I realized that I was spending way too much of my time trying to study all of the stats to pick out who was going to be the next great running back in the following week. And so I quit playing. It's not because fantasy football is bad. It's because I got sucked into it too much and was spending way too much time doing all of that. So don't hear me say you've got to quit playing fantasy football. That's not what I'm saying. But what I am saying is if you're getting sucked into it and it's causing you not to spend time with God because now your life is too busy, then you've got to reprioritize things a little bit. Now, you might be saying to yourself, what in the world does this have to do with the fall campaign? In the fall campaign, we are going to help you to establish, if you've never had a quiet time with God, a daily time with God, or we're going to help you to reestablish this time alone with God on a daily basis. How are we going to do that? You're going to get this book when you sign up and you've, and for a group, and when you pay for these, you're going to get this, the, the thicker book here. It's 40-some-odd days of daily time with God. It starts with Scripture. Like, look here, uh, day 16, you do a scripture reading, then there's some, some questions and some um, commentary in there that helps you understand it. It asks you questions to help you get the most out of the verse that you just um, went out. And then at the end of the day, it gives you some points to ponder, um, a verse to remember, and then a key question to study. We're going to help you on a daily basis to get back into studying scripture and falling in love with God's word again. Let's do this together in this campaign. But there's a second step, and it's this. Enlist friends who challenge you. Enlist friends who challenge you. Get people around you who are wise. Have you ever noticed that you become like people that you hang out with? Anybody ever notice that? I've noticed that probably most um, over the last few years when I've gotten to travel internationally on some of our missions teams. One of, a, one of the places that we go and serve is in uh, the country of Guyana. And so we serve down there at a children's home. And I've learned when I'm down there, I start picking up some of the phrases that they use that I had never even heard of before I went down there. Like one of the phrases is, stick a pin. Now, they said that to me one time, and I went, I don't even know what you're talking about. What does stick a pin even mean? And they had to explain it. It means shut your trap. Listen, relax a little bit. I went, oh, 
Now, they were being kind, but that's just what it is. And I, so I picked that up, and I came home, and my kids were saying something. I was like, stick a pen in it. And they were like, Dad, what are, what, what are you talking about? Why? It's because I was with those people for seven to ten days and started picking up on some of their language. Thankfully, it didn't stick with me too long. Because nobody here knows what stick a pen is. But you become like the people that you hang out with. And so, when I'm saying enlist friends that will encourage you, find followers of Christ that you need to go through life with that will encourage you to become more and more like Christ, to grow in your relationship with Him. Surround yourself with people who are pursuing God to the best of their ability and are trusting in God for their growth because they will help you then to grow in your relationship with Christ. Now, and a side note here, you, I'm not saying don't ever hang out with people that don't know Jesus. Of course you've got to have friends that don't know Jesus. How else are you going to share Christ with people? But the people who are closest with you, the people that you are going through life with, those people need to be people who, that, will, um, that will encourage you to become more and more like God. You can't grow spiritually alone. You can't grow spiritually alone. You cannot do this alone. It takes a life group. It takes other people going through life with you. You can gain lots of knowledge by yourself, but you cannot grow spiritually by yourself. Wise friends, Christ-following friends, they will pull you up. Find those people. Those people could be in your life groups. Now listen, if going to a new group makes you nervous, I get it. Get with a friend, start your own group. We'll talk more about that in just a little bit. Um, as we go through our three options to get, get connected into these. But uh, there's a third step that you need to know to become wise. It's this. Ask questions and accept correction. Ask questions and accept correction. Learn to ask good, hard questions. And then learn to keep your mouth shut, to stick a pen, as the Guyanese would say, and let people speak into your life. Don't make excuses. Learn to accept their answer and their correction. A good question that I encourage you to write this down um, for that you need to ask the people in your family, ask them this. Have I done anything this week to hurt you or to embarrass you? Ask them that. And then listen. And when they say, hey, here's what you did that hurt me. Here's what you did that embarrassed me. Own it. Don't try to excuse it. Say you're sorry. Listen, I saw the power of this with my um, youngest son, Luke, uh, this past week um, as I was having a conversation with him. I asked him, I said, Luke, have I done anything this week that hurt you or embarrassed you? Thankfully, I hadn't that week. I could have asked in other weeks and there would have been times where he would have said yes. But here's what I did see. I saw his countenance change that his dad would care and verbalize to him about, have I done anything that hurt you? It was awesome. It was hugely powerful. Hugely powerful. Ask that question. Not only ask it of your family, but ask it of the people that you're going to go through life with in your life group. And then listen to them because they will be able to speak into your life and point out areas where you need to grow. I know that takes courage. I get it. It takes courage to do this. But in the context of a, of a, of a life group where you've got people that are cheering one another on, there is no better place to get that kind of feedback. Here's the other thing about asking questions. We have to know. We don't know everything to know. I, as an individual, and you as an individual, do not know everything there is to know about every subject, do you? No, of course we don't. If you have questions, ask people. 
Listen, if you have questions about raising kids that, and you want your kids to be followers of Christ and to love Jesus and, and launch successfully, then find people who have done that, that launched their kids successfully into adulthood and talk to them and find out what in the world did they do. Now, it's not necessarily a plan that's always going to work. right? Sometimes you can do everything right as a parent. And your kids just make terrible choices. But go to people and ask questions. We don't, we don't always have all of the answers um, on our own. Proverbs chapter 18 verse 15 teaches, Intelligent people are always open to new ideas. In fact, they look for them. We don't grow wise when we're the ones always talking. You have to listen. You have to listen. And in the context of a life group over these next six weeks, you're going to have the opportunity to interact and to listen to other people as they're studying Scripture together, as you're hearing the same messages on Sunday mornings, as you're hearing the same message from the DVD curriculum um, from Pastor Keith. You're going to then get to discuss those and listen and get other people's points of view on that and what God is teaching them. It is going to help you grow in your walk with Christ. But there's a fourth step. It's this. Remember, it's to remember and reinforce what I learn. Remember and reinforce what I learn. It is not enough just to get head knowledge. You've got to figure out another way to help remember and reinforce what you've learned. Have you ever learned something and then forgotten it? I mean, I did, right? So I had this um, opportunity or this, this uh, happened to me this past Monday night. I went to Rising Star Middle School where my youngest son goes to school and it was Meet the Teacher Night. And it was cool because I got to meet his teachers and hear who he'd been talking about. And I get to math class. And I went, math class, this will be fun. I, I remember some of math. This will be great. So the teacher was awesome. She kind of went through her little thing of what she did. And then she said, hey, I want to show you guys what we're working on and what your child's test is tomorrow. And so on this screen up on the front of the board, she put these shapes. Like, I don't even know the names of all the shapes anymore. And inside the shapes, you know what was inside the shapes? There was equations inside those shapes. And the question was, based on the shape and the equation, tell me what the angles are of, of inside those shapes. And I went, I don't know how to do that. Now, you know what? I used to know how to do that. I took geometry when I was in 10th grade. I used to know how to do that. I don't have a clue how to do that anymore. I was lucky to know that one of those was a triangle. <laughs> right? And, and identify equations. I guess, like, okay, I got that. I, for the life of me, I don't know who cares what the angle is. I don't know. Why did I forget it? Because I don't ever use that. So here's, the, here's, here's our problem then that will affect all of us. Now, some of you guys, I mean, y'all are math people and you're offended that I just said that. Man, don't be offended. It's okay. We love you, math people, because you help all of us get better at things. I'm just thankful I don't have to know those things. But here's the trouble for all of us. If we only rely on what happens here on Sunday morning, and we listen to a sermon, and we go, okay, I got it. I'm I'm listening to God's word being taught. I got it. Stats tell us that within 72 hours, we will forget 90 to 95% of what we heard. I guarantee you it took me less time than that to forget about all the angles inside those shapes. Our problem is we have to figure out a way and put things in our life that will help us to remember and to reinforce. One of those things is to take notes. Drastically increases the possibility and probability that you will remember what you're learning. Proverbs chapter 22, if you go through and you study that, it talks about listening and studying and remember and quoting. 
And we're going to get to do all of those things in this What on Earth Am I Here For campaign. We're going to get together and we're going to listen on Sunday mornings. We're going to listen to the, to the, to the curriculum. We're going to study it together. We've got um, scripture memory keychains that you get when you sign up and you buy your, your books. They're going to help you to memorize scripture. And you're going to encourage one another in your groups to actually do those things. And guess what will happen? You'll go, oh, I remember what I'm learning. I remember what God has put me here for. We're going to get to do this together in the context of our life groups and as a church family. All of our age group life groups are doing this. Birth, um, they may not remember much of this, but the ones that, that are a little bit older, they will. Our students are going through this. You as adults are getting the opportunity to go through this as well. But there's a fifth and final step, and it's this. Now just do it. Now just do it. You've got to apply the truth. So you have things in your life, these life groups will help you to remember it and reinforce it. And then you actually, as you're starting to go through and learn, why did God put me here? Why did God put us here? You're going to take those truths that you're learning about over these next few weeks, and then you're just going to start doing them. Apply them to your life. We cannot be like the Dead Sea. The Dead Sea is dead because there's a river that flows into it, not that flows out of it, and water evaporates, and everything's left in there. The minerals and salt content that makes it so that nothing can live. Same is true for us spiritually. If we're always taking stuff in and then we don't put it into practice, we're spiritually weak at that point in time. James chapter 1, verse 22 through 25 says this. Be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. Because if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like someone looking at his own face in a mirror. For he looks at himself, goes away, and immediately forgets what kind of person he was. But the one who looks intently into the perfect law of freedom and perseveres in it and is not a forgetful hearer, but a doer who works, this person will be blessed in what he does. This passage is not talking about working out or working for our salvation. This passage is talking to those of us who are believers and then taking what we're learning from Scripture and applying it to our lives and doing it. You see, when we do it, God begins to transform our lives and transform the lives of people around us. We said earlier that wisdom is a choice. You get to choose to be wise. And listen, I promise you, I guarantee you, not out of arrogance, but out of confidence in in God's word, I guarantee you that if you'll be a part of this study, this campaign over these next six weeks, that your life will be different You'll get a better understanding of why God created you the way that you are. And you'll learn how to figure out how to fully become the person that he wants you to be. I guarantee your life will be more full of joy. And I guarantee you that you will live a life that brings him honor and glory. So join us on this campaign over these next few weeks. Here's, how, here's three options for you. If you're not yet a part of a group, you can still become a part of a group. It's really, really, really easy. Here are the options. Inside of your bulletin, grab your bulletin. You'll find a piece of paper that looks like this. Uh, on the top it says, discover what real purpose in life is in red. Okay, you'll find that. This is for if you want to start your own group with some of your own friends. We'll help you. If, if you want to do that, 
You can fill this out on the back side. Tell, me who, tell us who your friends are, who the, you know, their contact information. Take this outside. If you walk out those two double doors, you'll kind of go just to your left. You'll see a table there. Take this out there. Give this to the folks and say, I'm going to start my own group with my own friends. We'll give you the material, and boom, you're ready to go. Then you need to encourage your friends to go buy their book that looks like this, right? They're going to have to do that, um, and the little study guide that goes along with it. But we'll give you these if you want to do that. It's really, really easy to do that. You and two other people that you know can do this. All right? If you don't want to do that, because that may sound intimidating to some of you, I get it. Here's, what, here's the other thing you can do. You can join one of our groups that are already meeting in people's homes. If you want to do that, you can head out that door. Instead of going to the table to the left, go to the table just to the right. And there's, there's information there where you can sign up and find out what groups what are meeting maybe in a neighborhood close to you. And you can go and be a part of those groups, and that's a good thing as well. Now, some of you might go, I don't know that I really want to go knock on somebody's door that I don't know. I understand that. It's really not weird if you've signed up for their group. They're expecting you to be there. But I, I understand where you might go, I'm not so sure about that. I'm, I might would rather do something else. There's a third option for you. The third option for you is this, is we have something called large life groups that meet around tables. Now in these, what happens is, is some of the larger rooms here on campus will put tables in those rooms. You'll get together, you'll sit at the same table each week, um, you'll all together watch the DVD stuff up on the screens, and then around that table, you'll get to experience being a part of a life group and going through the discussion together. And that may be maybe the, the, the easiest way for some of you to get involved. It's not too late to sign up for those. If you'll go outside to the awning, you'll see a table out there. There'll be a sign directing you on who to talk to. Be a part of one of those large groups if you're not a part of a group at all. All right, we want to encourage you, don't miss out on this campaign. It really is not, an, it really, you're not going to get the most out of it if all you do is show up here on Sunday morning. It really takes going through life together in the context of, of life groups. Now, as a, just as another reminder for you, if you are already a part of a life group or if you're signing up for a life group today, you do need to buy your, your material. You can head out to the lobby for that. Uh, there's people out there that will help you get the two little books that you need and it'll all be good. So let me go ahead and invite our band uh, to come on up. Um, we're going we're gonna to sing and worship God through song as we... Uh, then get to do something else in just a moment uh, in terms of worshiping God. But as they're coming up, um, I want to pray for us and pray for this campaign and to pray for you as we are uh, encouraging you to sign up for groups. So let's pray. Lord Jesus, we thank you that you've led our church to do this campaign. And we thank you, God, that you have given us the answer to why we are here, why you have created us. And we thank you, God, that you want us to know the answer to that. And so, Lord, I pray for each and every person in this room. I pray for those that have already signed up to be a part of a group. God, I pray that you would bless them as they go through this study. Bless them in such a way that you will help them to know and understand who they are and who you created them to be, and then to apply that to their life. Lord, I pray for people in the room that are kind of on the fence right now. They're going, man, I really would like to know, but I'm not sure about doing this life group thing. Lord, give them the courage to step out in faith, to be a part of this campaign with us. Father, as we sing to you, hear our voices, hear our hearts, and help us to worship you in spirit and truth. It's in your son's name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Dogwood Podcast. We hope you enjoyed the message. 
For more information and other sermons, visit dogwood.church. If you would like to give to Dogwood Church, you can use your smartphone and text keyword DOGWOOD to 77977 or click the Give link online. You can now download the Dogwood Church app for Apple and Android devices for podcast, video, and to give. 